Attention audience, we are back, and guess what? It is a special, special holiday today to uh, um, a lot of people. I hope you have some beautiful white snow outside. To all the others, you know, look up some pictures because you need that beautiful white snow. Because you know what today is, Eric. It's Christmas time in the city. And everywhere yes. else, too. And everywhere else. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Merry, Merry Christmas from us here at Hoodoo to you and your families at home. Um, Jordan, what did we review this week? This week, we decided to do a Christmas special. And since there are so many great, great movies, and for all those listeners, hope you stay till the end because we will have recommendations for other Christmas movies. But this week... We decided to go with the Christmas Chronicles, and we're doing two parts, part one and part two, because part two just came out recently, and which is why we decided to uh, to pick this one to stick with our season two flow of movies lately. Well, and also, who doesn't love Kurt Russell as Santa Claus, right? Right. That, that, I mean, it's, come on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Come he's on. he's definitely in the top tier for for good Santas. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's arguable choices out there to some, I'm sure, but he's definitely definitely a good Santa. It was a good pick. Uh, I well, really enjoyed the first one uh, when it came out, I think, was it 18, two years ago? Uh, yes, so I'll give those rundowns real quick. Christmas yeah. Chronicles 1 released of released in 2018, and as all Christmas go- movies go, this one being PG, you very rarely find b- Christmas movies that are that are you know pg-13 or, or god forbid rated r kind of defeats the purpose of kind of defeats the com- purpose of a christmas movie at that point uh unless it's yeah, unless, yes yeah. krampus uh released on november 22nd night or 19 <laughs> <laughs> november 22nd 2018 <laughs> uh directed by clay cadis uh who also directed frozen um a bunch of other things as well uh, starring Kurt Russell, Darby Camp, and Judah Lewis. Christmas Chronicles 2, which we, of course, also reviewed, uh, released November 25th, 2020. Runtime of one hour and 52 minutes. Change of director is moving over to Chris, Chris Columbus, uh, who's known for several of the Harry Potter movies, uh, as well as a few other things also. I, I, I'm drawing a, drawing a blank at the top of my head. Um, yeah, known for uh, Harry Potter, Rent, uh, let's see, anyway, a bunch of other things. Executive producer on the, on the Fantastic Four. He's been around the block. Both him and Clay Cadis have, have, have done many things in the film industry. Uh, yeah, yep. So that's brief little brief little wrap-up of the Christmas Chronicles Part 1 and 2. So before we get into... Our rundown, because we're going to do this week a little differently. We're going to pretty much, instead of doing a recap of one, then two, we're going to recap both together. So we'll, I, I'm just going to say that as Christmas movies go, they're good contenders. Um, some might argue that they're the best. Some might argue that they can't beat the classics. Either way, I think they are really, really good Christmas movies and well worth a watch through at least once, if not multiple times, because I know some people love to put Christmas movies on repeat over and over again during the holiday seasons, and sometimes out of the holiday seasons. I know a few people like that. Um, I, I will say that I think these are both very enjoyable movies and well worth the watch. Um, all around. 
Uh, Eric, what do you have to say about this? Because I know we are dying to get into a full-on review of both movies combined. I agree. Um, hey, Jordan and I were talking about this beforehand. You guys, audience listening, you know I am not afraid to shit-talk a movie and share my opinion of it. But Christmas movies are the exception. They are designed to to touch your inner child and, and make you remember things from from your youth. Um, and these movies are no exception. You know, they like they, they've got their problems from a filmmaking standpoint, and we'll we'll definitely get into those a little bit. Uh, but Christmas movies are the exception that proves the rule. So I highly recommend uh, watching the Christmas Connells one and two, particularly one um, I, I I really really enjoyed. So definitely. Sit down, enjoy it. It's a, it's a great family watch. If, if, if With today being Christmas, if you and your family are done opening presents, done eating Christmas lunch or dinner, and just want something to, to pop on and spend some time with, I definitely recommend Christmas Chronicles 1 and 2. So Yes. So with that, here's our, our brief pause for everyone to go back and watch the first movies, come back, you know, get some Christmas dinner, open some presents, get your hot cocoa because you need that. And then come back. Because we're full diving into both movies together. We're not just doing part one and then part two. I mean, we're doing both together side by side from now on. <laughs> so, are you ready for this? Oh, good, sir. I'm, I, 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 I am filled with the holiday spirit. I can Christmas only imagine. Spirit, the cheer, if you will. The <laughs> ho, 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 hoes, if you will. All right, so real quick, let's let's start with this. Um, you were talking about the first movie uh, that you liked better than the second one. I will completely agree. We'll get this out of the way. The first movie was definitely the better of the two movies, as most sequels and trilogies and all are. That being said, I do feel like this is a good contender for a sequel. A lot of movies, when they do sequels, whether they be spinoff sequels, like, oh, the... I, I'm trying to think of ones off the top. And ones where they look completely different actors, completely different stories, but it's part two or the second of the movie, and it's really just a separate movie with the same story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this one did a good job as being a sequel. Um, obviously, actors all on point. Uh, the story was, was good. I think they did a good tie-in with um, how things were going. Um but I liked the the meanings behind both of them. I mean, you had stuff going on. You know, the first one, you know, Santa's sleigh got wrecked, and they were trying to get Santa out of jail and get the presents, get everything back on track. The second movie, you know, the Christmas star and Christmas and all everything was at at risk. But deep down, the heart of both stories is really the two kids in both movies, and. Their, not just their belief in Christmas and the holiday spirit, but essentially it's them missing their dad and trying to find a way to move on um, with, I guess, with their lives without him, essentially. Yeah, it's it's dealing with the death of their dad in their own ways, whereas, yeah. whereas Christmas Chronicles 1 focuses on Judah Lewis's um, character as the, as the older brother who's in the rebellious, you know, high school stage, the... You know he he gets he gets in with a rough crowd and, and steals cars and, and he's on the naughty list you know according to Santa, mm-hmm. but he comes from a family that's always been you know super hype on Christmas as you see from the videos uh, that Darby Camp's character the the little sister watches all the time, and she is kind of the catalyst that grounds 
him mm-hmm. throughout th- throughout this you know her her innocence and her joy is kind of what keeps him together you see that from the very beginning when he's about to tell her you know that santa doesn't exist and he stops himself you know yeah. and says well changes it to you know santa's never going to watch your video he yeah. only reads letters to the, the letters that are sent that are written and sent um, so Which, it, it, it kind of grounds him and much like we'll go ahead and jump to the second one real quick. Yeah. It's going to say it's the opposite in the second one. Yeah. in the second one, uh, the older brother is barely in it. He's really only there at the, be- the beginning of the end. Instead, there's a new character, which is the, the, uh, future, future stepbrother mm-hmm. who's, who's younger than Darby camps character and Darby camps now taking the, the older brother approach where she's, she's kind of become cynical and, this younger individual's innocence is kind of keeping her going. And, but you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting uh, dynamic shift. And I I like that. Um, I really enjoyed the fact that they did that because, you know, in the first movie, she was younger, still more of that innocence. And as she's growing up, she's starting to get smarter and kind of change her perspectives, even though she's still a true believer. And, you know, she was there, she witnessed all that. It's still hard for her to accept and it's not until, you know, they switch roles and all that that she starts to realize kind of like what her brother went through in the first movie. She's now going through and, and realizing and her brother is he's done it all. So he doesn't need to go back. I mean, yeah, it'd been cool to have him in the movie and all, but his story was good at the end of the first one. He really didn't need to be in this movie, um, although I did like his character. Like, I, I liked his character throughout the whole first movie. Um, and even in the second movie, the short couple of scenes that he's in, um, it would have been cool to see him throughout the movie, but they didn't need to do it for his character. Yeah. I, I would agree with you there. Um, but I did like the deeper meanings behind it, and I liked how, since we're jumping all over the place here, <laughs> both of them were able to say what they needed to say to get to move on with their dad. Um, like, because I rewatched the first one and I forgot that you know throughout the whole movie, you know. Uh, Teddy, I think, was uh, the character's name. Yeah, Teddy. He just wanted to kind of see his dad again and, and, you know, tell his dad he was proud and all that because he was always so angry at his dad. And then towards the end, he gets that um, golden Christmas ornament that he hangs up on the tree, and he kind of sees the reflection of himself in it, and it looks like his dad, and he gets to say it, you know, with Christmas magic, of course. He gets to kind of say his goodbyes to his dad and tell him he's proud of him and, and, and so on. And in mm-hmm. the second movie, although this scene was kind of, I say randomly thrown into the movie, but I think it was done in a decent way. Um, Kate gets to kind of meet up and talk to her dad and say her goodbyes. And not necessarily in, you know, knowingly at, at the very beginning, but I liked how that scene was all set up. And I, yeah. I mean, obviously it's Santa Claus. So of course there's, deeper meaning behind everything that he does and so on. Um, you could definitely tell that that was set up for those two characters to kind of get over that milestone of it's like, Hey, it's okay. You can move on. Doesn't yeah. mean you have to forget about him, but you can move on. Um, so I kind of really liked how they, they did that in both movies. Yeah, I, I did too. I like that. I, I did like the, the going back in time to 1990 scene where you know daughter gets to meet father at at, at her age, mm-hmm. um, and, and and kind of accept accept her father's death through that. But I will say, um, 
the the inclusion of that time jump came out of nowhere. Yeah, like, it really like, did. Like the, the, the time travel element that was in, in Christmas Chronicles 2. I mean, it's thrown in. And, I mean, that was in, what, the last half hour of the movie? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it was right before the final. It was the last thing that happened before the final, you know, quote-unquote battle. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just it was just thrown in there so out of left field. I was like, oh, okay, well. I mean, this is this is sweet and emotional, but it, it really came it, for for a Christmas movie. It makes no sense. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think. But again, did, like I said at the beginning of it, you know, it does have problems, but it's still a Christmas movie. They're, oh yeah, they're, yeah. They're no. a different caliber. You know. I um I have to say, like, even though it was kind of mis I, I say misplaced, it was kind of out out of the the blue. I think they still did a decent job tying it in. It wasn't just like, oh, by the way, here's dad, meet him. I just brought him out of nowhere. It was kind of like they found a way to twist the story to make it work, which I, yeah. I enjoyed. I liked. And, um, well, and of I course, think... you, you kind of had to have the scene, mainly because it's it's the musical side of it. And you had that from the first movie with the, the yeah. jail scene. Man, the jail ha- the jailhouse rock musical in the first movie was was so good. It oh was yes, so it, it was fun. definitely better. And it was better. It was better. The second one was was fine. It was fine. Oh yeah, it, it was, was still necessary. Good, but... I would have been disappointed had there not been a scene of Kurt Russell singing and playing saxophone. But so I'm happy it was there. Um, but that first one, I mean. Oh that yeah, first one yeah. Was so good. It was it was so good. He's just a magical man. And I will say this: I, I I did love the the tease at the very end of the first one with Goldie Hawn as Mrs. Claus. Yes, um, and she has a, a prominent part in the second one, and I think does a great job. And I do love that because I fell in love with Kurt Russell as as Santa when I first saw the trailer for the first Christmas Chronicles, you know, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I've been a Kurt Russell fan my my entire life. And I'm like, man, older Kurt Russell, that's awesome. That's a, that's a nice, like, modern it's take on Santa. It's hard not to be a fan of him. <laughs> right? But I was like, it's a nice modern take on, on Santa Claus. And I'm like, that's phenomenal. And, like, the whole movie he's dropping references of, you know, if you ever meet Mrs. Claus, leave this part out. You yeah. Know, when he yeah. gets in the car accident. And, and, and there's so many Mrs. Claus references. So seeing Goldie Hawn at the end um, was such a delight because, I mean, you do know, like, they're, they've – they're in a, they've been in a relationship since 1983 in yeah. real life. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Um, so I just I just love that. I love that casting choice. I love I love all of it. And the fact that she's such a bigger part in two, and you get to see her be uh, very motherly and mm-hmm. and caring and but at the same time the teacher and mentor role as well you know yeah. with with uh the the wow well, what's what's the boy's name the younger uh, uh jack son. jack yes with uh with jack with the two cookies you know the courage was in you all along type mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. you know um, it's uh it's just, she, she did such a such a great job she's kind of my uh, which i mean it's to be expected uh but she she was kind of my my delight in the uh, in the second movie because Kurt Russell we had we'd seen from the first one so we knew what we to knew expect what to expect with, yeah. with his Santa but her <laughs> Mrs. Claus really got to shine in the second movie and I, and I truly appreciated it and I think they they took that opportunity and they ran with it because uh, even with the the village you know Santa's village which really should be called Mrs. Claus's oh, yeah. village um, I, I liked that throughout the whole thing and because it, it, it shows that. 
especially in this movie, you, there's always the Mrs. Claus. And we, we know the Mrs. Claus does a lot more than is ever explained in any Christmas story or movie or anything like that. But in this one, we got to see how much she actually did. You know, she was kind of like Santa's equal. Easily, yeah, yeah. easily equal, uh, which I think was a good way to portray it. Um, but like like the kids and all said, you know, it's Mrs. Claus Village. And Santa just took the credit for it. And, and I loved that. I love that little joke. But you get to see her interact with all the elves and, and doing the, the magic, the same magic that Santa does. And you can see that they were in this together from the get go, which I think a lot of Christmas movies usually focus more on Santa than Mrs. Claus. I mean, Mrs. Claus mm-hmm. is there to be Santa's other half. But in this movie, it's like the two of them are partners together yeah. throughout this whole village. They do things together. You know, they do. They can do all the magic. They can. They're essentially almost together, one person, mm-hmm. um, which I thought focused really, really, really good. But I do like the fact that they focus more on Mrs. Claus in this movie than they did on Santa. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the fact that Jack, being the new uh, character into this series allowed her to be that motherly type i mean you can kind of see that brought a lot of joy to her and and santa knew that i mean he watched her do the bedtime stories which i thought was really cool seeing all the chronicle books there yeah because it just makes you wonder i'm like oh Man, what, what, about, what can they do next talk about setting like subtly setting up for unlimited sequels yes yes is is seeing all these christmas chronicles books you know it's it's uh it's it's interesting while, while i will say uh, kind of on that note I, this is another one of those movies that Christmas Chronicles one in particular that I think, even though even though we had the tease of Goldie Hawn as as Mrs. Claus at the end, I don't think nor did I expect when I watched the initial the first Christmas Chronicles that we would get a sequel. It seemed to it was a nice wrap up. Yes. Everything was put together in a pretty bow. You had the nice Mrs. Claus cameo at the end for Goldie Hawn. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone mm-hmm. that was that was for everyone who knew they were. They've been in a relationship for the last forty years in real life, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was just you know nice, wrapped up all nice and neat like, and it was going to be a Christmas movie that I would revisit, um, potentially every year going forward. I mean, I know I watched it in twenty eighteen when it came out. I know I watched it last year, and of course I rewatched it this year. Mm-hmm. So I didn't expect to get two. So when we got two, I was like, well, you know, it's it's a, it's a Christmas movie. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely watch it. I'm just kind of curious to see where it goes. Everything was not wrapped up in a nice little bow. Yeah. Um, and they did, I will say, they did take the second one and go uh, a lot more fantastical with it. You know, mm-hmm. you've got this, you've got this massive Santa's Village set. You've got mm-hmm. th- I, there's very few shots in the movie that don't, that don't have elves in it. You know, there are elves in almost every shot in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're all over the place, and you've got the whole fantastical of you know, going through the veil, and the the elf turned human played by Julian Dennison, uh, uh, Pumper Nickel, Pumper 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 Oh, Bell's Nickel, Bell's Nickel, Bell's Nickel. I was like, where are you going with that? Bell's Nickel. Pumpernickel, Pippi Longstocking, somewhere, somewhere <laughs> around here. Uh, Bellsnickel, which I thought was interesting. Like when you first introduce that character, and he's at the South Pole, and there's another elf there. I'm like, who is this guy? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, like Julian Dennison, aka known from Deadpool 2 and Hunt for the Wilder People. You know, great actor, and 
honestly, for an elf elf come to life, pretty good casting. He 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 looks like an elf come to life. I mean, it's that's not a, not a, by no means an insult, but it, it just it definitely worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but that premise was very very strange to me, and yes. it, it didn't work as well as I, I did not enjoy the the fantastical story of Christmas Chronicles 2 as much as I did the 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 uh more real story of Christmas Chronicles 1 where you're mm-hmm. you're interacting with real people you're interacting with people that are grown up and don't believe and making them believe again yes. you never get that in 2 you know no cuz i mean the closest thing would be the but the airport scene the musical and even then, it was just kind of like thrown in like the jailhouse yeah, just, it was just different to keep the Christmas spirit. Yeah, so yeah. I, I agree with you there on that one. Uh, the other thing was it was kind of weird is, um, Grant, I know Belsnickel was supposed to be you know the elf turned human, and you realize it as going through, but they kind of give that first impression, and this is kind of where my mind went at first, was that Belsnickel was possibly uh, Mr. and Mrs. Claus's son, that for whatever reason you know, ran away from home and whatever became naughty and just kind of grew up this way with vengeance, not really knowing why. And then as you start to learn that he was an elf that went bad to turn human, it, it fits and makes makes more sense. But they, they really kind of set it up that it could have been Mr. and Mrs. Claus's um, yeah. kid, essentially. And I mean that would fit. I mean that I really thought that's where they were going. Um, I'm 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 glad they did. And I think that the, yeah, I am Bel- too. I am too. Bell Snickle was just uh, Bell Snickle seemed to be just a catalyst for another adventure. Exactly, um, which, which we know we Santa loves. He loves yeah, having these adventures. He even it, says it, it in the movie. And it does. This one does struggle from. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. I'm sure there's another name for it. But I'm going to call it the Boondock Saints effect, where Ooh. Boondock Saints was, you know, was 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 great. It capped itself up, it, you know, capped mm-hmm. itself off nicely. It just needed it was one movie and it was done and it was fine. And then when they decided to do a second movie, they were like, well, we wrapped up the first one so good. How do we create conflict for a second one after wrapping up yeah. everything so nice and neat and christmas chronicles 2 kind of kind of struggles with that yep as well you and know I, if there were if, if bell snickle was referenced in the first movie in any way shape or form it may have may have been a little bit different and they tried to make up for that with those christmas chronicles books i think that was the yeah. point of that is 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 those books um I, so I mean, I it was still fine, but it it struggles from what a lot of sequels struggle with yeah. when they only intended to do one movie and then decided to do more. With mm. oh shit, well we wrapped up the story we wanted to tell. How do we yeah reopen and, this? And, and the thing is, with with those kind of movies, um, that's where the sequels become harder. Because uh, I mean, like I said, you could do movies like, and here's two fine examples: uh, Jingle All the Way. And Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. I'm referencing them now. They'll be referenced again in the you know, watchable <laughs> movies at the end of this. But take those two movies. Those were movies where the first ones are really, really good, in my opinion. Um, but when they get go into a sequel, they were both wrapped up in a way that 
depending on how you do the sequel, you either have Santa Claus 2, which, I mean, everyone who watches the Santa Claus series and loves the Santa Claus series as the sequels went on, they were still good movies, good Christmas movies, but they were harder sequels just because they wrapped everything up really well in the first movie. Then yeah, you have well, like, also there's such a gap too between that one. Yes, because like there's like yeah. there's like eight years between Santa Claus one and two. Yeah, so I mean there's there's always uh, different things that affect the movies, but the fact was it was it was a movie that was wrapped up. They had a big time jump, and they found a way to continue on, like like Christmas Chronicles did. Then you have mm-hmm. movies like uh, Jingle All the Way, uh, which the first one was really really good, wrapped up really really good. And when you go do the second one, it's kind of like, well, what do we do now? Let's just pick new cast. A uh, new story. It'll be the same as the first one, just with someone else, and we'll go in this direction. And mm-hmm. it becomes—is that really a sequel, or is that just a, a remake of the first movie? At least with with this one, the Chronicles, it is a sequel. Now yeah. that being said, I enjoyed it. I loved it. I do wonder, and I'll get your take on this. Had they done the Chronicles, uh, like the second movie, with different kids? Would it have been better? I, I ask you. Um, I yeah, mean, meaning we, that, we have, like, yeah, we have, know, we have, we have no, we have no way of knowing, but it, it definitely would have been. Well, I mean, yeah, like, I you think know, it would have been because the story of the story of those kids, kids wrapped yeah, up so nicely at the Kate end. Kate and Teddy one. wrapped up. I mean, like, yeah. I like how Kate's now the the focus point. Like, I like the shift. I loved the story to it. But had we done Christmas Chronicles two, Mister and Mrs. Claus, all still the same, elves, everything's still the same. But this year, in the second one. They're now going and trying to do the same thing with a new, um, a new kid or, or another non-believer, yeah. someone that's yeah, struggling. It, it may have, it may have, it may have played differently, and I think that was the point of having Jack, mm-hmm. Jack, the yeah. Jack character in there with kind of that, that level of newness, so that there's some sort of, uh, some sort of level like of transition, like there was in the first one, um, when you know when when Kate was was experiencing, experiencing that. Um, but shout out to Darby Camp first off, the 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 young actress that plays that plays Kate. She was adorable in Christmas Chronicles one, and she grew up just enough in Christmas Chronicles two for it to work. But I'm excited for that that actress's future. She's mm-hmm. she's a jo- yep. she's a joy to watch on the screen. Um, yeah, she she definitely was a good actress in, yeah. in both those movies. Um, so, so let's we we need, we talked about this off off recording, but. Uh, Let's go ahead and do a shout out of the, 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 the shock of Christmas Chronicles 2 that neither one of us expected. Tyrese. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I didn't realize he was in this movie. When we first started watching it, uh, me and my other half put it on. And she's like, is that? I'm like, yes, it is. As I was like, fact, I didn't know he was in this movie. Um, just because, you know, when I watch the trailer, I skim through the trailer. I'm like, all right, this, this will be an interesting movie. Um, now, mind you, I also want to say that when I watched the trailer for the second movie, I knew I was going to enjoy it because it's a good Christmas movie, but I didn't have as high as hopes as when I watched the movie. I kind of thought that it was going to kind of trail off and not be a good sequel, um, but I was disappointed, or now I don't want to say disappointed, I was proven wrong in the fact that it was a good sequel. So, I will say that I'm glad the movie turned out better than the trailer when I first watched it. But yes, I did not know Tyrese was in this movie. No. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was nice. I mean, he's not in it for long. He's kind of the new, the new stepdad, stepdad that's that's coming into the role. Um, mm-hmm. 
but I thought he was great. I mean, I, I mean, Tyrese known for, you know, fast and the furious and, um, it was nice seeing him in a fatherly role. Yes. You know, a, a responsible, genuine person rather this, rather than this hyper animated, um, you know, character that, that he, he usually p- portrays. I, I liked seeing a much more subdued Tyrese and I think it worked mm-hmm. well. So he was kind of, um, he was kind of a nice little shock for me. It's like when they when you first see him and they're dancing on the dance floor, I'm like, is that, mm-hmm. is that, mm-hmm. is that, mm, I don't know. Why would he be in this movie? And then yeah. when he, when they came over to the table with the kids, I was like, that's freaking Tyrese. That's Tyrese yep. Gibson. Yeah. I did the same what? thing. I was like, wait, what? Uh, but I think, <laughs> Just like you mentioned, him being in the movie for a very short period of time actually worked. You know, him, um, Teddy, and their mom, uh, whose name I can't remember off the top hand, all all three of them. And, I mean, this was uh, in the first movie, too. The fact that the mom figure is there just enough to kind of piece in the, the, the glue um, of the, the behind-the-scenes stuff with with the father and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the issues that both kids are, have gone through with their father – uh, having those three characters in there for that short period of time does what they need to do to kind of help piece the story together. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think that those characters, as much as I would have loved to see Tyrese more in this movie, I don't think that those three characters needed to be in no. the second movie any longer than they were. No, it wasn't their um, story. No, no. And just like the mom in the first story, you know, like I think they did their, a good job. Um, so yeah, it was a nice little shock, but uh, it was pretty good. I also, um, Another shock, and I don't know if you caught this because I can't remember the name. Hold on. Um, Hawken, the elder elf, when they go to um, Turkey. Yeah. Did you catch the voice? Oh, yeah, I did. I couldn't I couldn't quite place it. Malcolm um, McDowell. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, I heard that voice. I was like, I know that voice. I was like, I didn't realize he was in this movie either. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Um, I, I, I forgot I forgot to look that up, but I remember that, that scene. I was like, oh, my God. I was racking my brain. I was like, I know this person. Yes, yes. So um, definitely enjoyed the little, little Easter eggs there, I guess, so to speak, mm-hmm. with those different characters. Um, and I think they did a good job. And I actually will hit on the fact that I liked the – background story of this santa thrown into the second movie i did too i really like the the going back in like when you're you're seeing him at his origins when he was yes. just saint nicholas uh, and um, and technically not even a saint if you follow the first movie yeah he was not technically a saint he was just given that title yeah where he's or the you name know, he's he's younger and he's got the brown hair and, and he's doing you know putting putting apples and stuff and, and stockings on the windows and coins in their shoes and yeah essentially creating the Christmas holiday before yeah. it was actually became a holiday, which is which is relatively based in truth. I mean, there's there's various origin stories of the character before, but there 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 in that time frame, there was a guy that was known for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I did like that take, and I like how it was the elves that kind of it wasn't just like oh poof you're Santa. It's kind of like we will help you get there. I mean, he still had to become Santa himself, but the elves kind of they found a way to team up together, uh, which I thought was kind of neat because it's always been like Santa and his helper elves. But this one, it's like the elves have always been there. They just found a way to work with Santa or Nick and became you know helped him become Santa and helped create 
the holiday spirit and everything together. So yeah. I really liked that flashback and their their trip to Turkey. You know, it it, it just it really worked uh, in this movie with the whole star was destroyed. We need another one. Like, well, you know, we can do it. It's not like it's a one time thing, but it's not as it's not easy. Just like hundreds and hundreds of years ago when we did it the first time, it's dangerous. So we can make you another one if you're ready to do it again. Um, so I, I really enjoyed all of that. And I love the, the whole time frame of ages with the elves too. I got a kick out of all that. Like, Oh, well, I mean, look, they're young. They're only like 200 some years. I haven't been here. Yeah. I've been here like 500 something years. Like I, I got a kick out of that. And it's like, Oh wow. I still don't believe he's Santa. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was neat. It was, it was really, it was neat seeing, seeing that the world kind of flesh out a little bit because I, I will say the one thing that the first Christmas Chronicles did that I, I, I enjoyed is the change of, of the elves. You know, they're not these li- little people. They are these different creatures entirely. Yes. You know? um, and they're adorable. They're cute as can be. Mm-hmm. Little shout out though. Um, I laughed when my other half mentioned this. When we get to that scene where they're puffing out the blue smoke in the snow cannons, which yeah. I need, by the way. I need snow cannons. The, the elf bane? Yes, the elf bane. Um, I laughed because she's like, wow, they're like little Christmas gremlins. Yes. And I laughed hysterically because <laughs> Gremlins was on the TV the other day. Yeah. And we were watching it. And I'm like, oh, man, I love this movie. Uh, so I laughed hysterically when she called them little Christmas gremlins when they went all crazy and all. They are, uh, in fact, little Christmas. That is that is the best descriptor I've ever heard is little Christmas. Gremlins. Yes. Yes. The elves on Elfbane are Christmas gremlins. Yeah. You, uh, you so, so anyway, correct, sir. Uh, you keep going with what you're saying. <laughs> I, just, I just had to throw that out there because they are cute and adorable oh, yeah. and they are, you know, little terrors went on Elfbane. It's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're cute, cute as can be. They're little minion esque, you know, so they're, they're like a little, little annoying little, um, but, but just, just enough. So, Mm-hmm. With that said, I will say this. For my taste, little too much elf in the second movie. I, I could agree with you. I mean, granted, you're at Santa's Village, so it makes sense since yeah. that's where a lot of this movie takes place. Um, a little too much elf. I thought they were in the first one just enough that you saw. Yes. You know, you, you kind of got the point of them. But it's a bit too much elf for me in the second movie. Um, and I will say it's a little. it was a little like uncanny valley unsettling how... Um, and we talked about this before, how P- Pumpernickel. <laughs> Bell's Nickel. <laughs> Bell's Nickel. <laughs> he will forever, 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 forever be known as Pumpernickel to me. <laughs> uh, when, uh, when Pumpernickel, you see his elf form, it is like unsettling close to the real act. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's... It's just like he's like it's like well he looks like the other elves but he doesn't yeah it's like the yeah. uncanny valley of elves yeah you know? it really, like purposely made him stand out I'm like eh. yeah I like it I don't like it at the same time yeah it's I like, wish eh. it was a little bit more subtle I mean it was just yeah. it was obvious yeah it was obvious like you could have put it you could you could have just showed that elf in the trailer and everyone would have been like hey that's that actor you know, it was, yeah it was it was yeah. just so obvious that it was him. Yeah, I think they would have done. I would have appreciated, but yeah, if they would have done his elf form like the rest of the elves and just did did his clothes to match, that's yeah. all they would have needed. 
they wouldn't have had to actually make his face and all on, yeah. the, on the L form. They could have just done the clothes, and you know. I mean, it's like, well, obviously it's the same clothes. It's the same one. I mean, plus the whole point of the transformation is because he went from elf to human and then back to elf, so he should look like the rest of the elves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I agree with you there. But I do enjoy... Um, just because we're hitting on a lot of the little things here, a lot of the behind-the-scene references, um, kind of a little shift, but we were talking about like those little flashbacks with him in elf form. Um, I enjoyed, and I mentioned this right before we started because uh, I told you I was re-watching the first movie, the scene with the uh, the, the Coke cans. Do you remember, like, there, he's, there's a flashback scene, and he's the elf, and he's, like, starting to do all the little mischiefs and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, Santa's looking at the, the coats as they're coming through, and they've got all the Santa pictures on them, and then all of a sudden it turns to Bell Snickle or Pumperdickle, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, he's messing with the cans. I laughed because in the first movie when I was rewatching it, um, I didn't really put two and two together at first. But when Santa's in the interrogation scene – the officer is drinking one of those soda cans yeah. with, and I, I just laughed hysterically. I'm like, oh, that's cool. A little, little throwbacks between the first and second movie. A few nods, and, like the, yeah. the, the knife that the father uses in the, uh, the 1990s, yes. 1990s yes. sequence is, is the knife that he gave the son in the first movie. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and, and I, I enjoyed that a lot. And, and even like the, some of the other background scenes, like when you and I mentioned, and I missed this the first time I had to go back and rewatch it. The, in the elf village, there is a movie theater and um, they talk about the different movies at the end in that little cameo about like what movie to watch in the second one. Um, and you would, I mentioned this to you, you would picked up on it. Elf is playing in the movie theaters. Yeah, yeah. And then when they all go on Elf's Bane and turn into like Christmas gremlins, it's, it's a uh, bad Santa. And then it was back to Elf at the end. Like I thought that was kind of cool. Like the little things throughout the movie that just kind of make you laugh um, and enjoy the movie a little bit more. Uh, I think they did a good job carrying that over from the first into the second one. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I think they're 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 both both delightful films. I I, I just uh, I just enjoyed the first one a bit more. Like I could see the the first one being one that I rewatch, you know, every holiday season. Yes. With with the second one being one that I may pepper in here or there, um, but it's not. It wouldn't be a requirement. Yeah. Now, I will say, because we didn't really hit on this too much, um, I did like the throwing of Jola, the cat. Um, yeah, yeah. The, uh, when the, I watched the, the trailer, cat. I thought it was going to be focused more on that, not realizing there was that whole plot of the uh, uh, Bellsnickel and all that. Yeah, Pumpernickel. <laughs> um, so I kept thinking that somehow Jola was going to be like the main threat throughout this movie. So I, I did enjoy having Jola in there, and then you know the whole thing with the reindeers getting injured. And all. It was like a kind of different twist um but even with all of that and what we got and and what we had before i will say this if we get a third or more movies from these chronicles i think what they need to do is kind of take a like have it almost like a story time like if if santa and i don't care if you want to bring kate back or any of them it doesn't matter yeah or completely new people um, that have trouble believing in Christmas would probably work better, but use those all those books as story time, and essentially they just have references to a specific time where Santa had to do uh, go on one of his adventures back in whatever age, because now we know he's I don't know hundreds and thousands of years old. Mm-hmm. They can go back and do not an, even an origin story, but just a story from his past, 
and have a whole new scene, whole new cast, have everything you need to still create a good Chronicles sequel, but have it uh, almost like a, a whole other story. Instead of trying to come up with something new and trying to mix it in with these two that we mm. already have, yeah. I think they've set it up as a good opportunity to go back and, and do anything from the hundreds and hundreds of years of him being Santa even you know do like an no, actual origin story of how his struggle to become the Santa that we know I mean that'd be kind of cool too well um, you have to remember the joy of the Christmas movie is not these movies as much as we love Kurt Russell it's not about Santa no no I, I agree with you there it's, it's about it, the holiday spirit and it's about the and it's about the kids you know yes um, um, but but you know we'll we'll see what happens. I, I have I have no doubt we'll probably get another one. Um, chances are we if we do get another one, there will probably be different kids inv- involved because I think the uh, they'll be a little bit older. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I also think that they need to. I mean, yeah. even if they wanted to bring Jack back as like a um, a spinoff, that'd be fine as long as it doesn't turn into a um, what was the movie The Crows. Yeah. Like, you know, they have to like bring one actor from the next to kind yeah, of transition. Just to kind of continue like, it. Yeah, no, I I think that they would need new um, new kids, and I think that would be good because both Teddy and Kate's story is done from the first, and even if you tried to spin it off and make Jack into Kate and bring someone else in and keep going down the line, that's too much. I think they really just need to kind of spin off since they have all those books in the Chronicles that they uh, teased in this movie. They have so much potential to go in any different direction and mm-hmm. tell any story that they want while still holding true to, you know, what they've done so far. That's true. Um, so yeah, I, I would, I would love to see a third. I'm sure we'll probably get one. Um, and I think that they could easily make it a, another really, really good sequel uh, trilogy, whatever. I mean, however you want to do it. But, um, that being said, definitely worth watching all the way through both movies. Even if you like one more than the other, Agreed. definitely worth watching. Well, before we transition into our other yes, because holiday movie, movie like Christmas <laughs> holiday movie recommendations, um, I do have a few uh, a few trivia facts surrounding this one. Of course, we already talked about that Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn have been in a relationship since 1983 together. Um, but Oliver Hudson, uh, who played uh, the the dad that oh, dies yeah. mm-hmm. is actually Goldie Hawn's son from her from her marriage before she met Kurt Russell. I did not pick yeah, up. Yeah, so that's that's Golden's Han, Goldie Hawn's son from her first husband, Bill Hudson. Uh, let's see what else do we have here. Uh, Kurt Russell was actually one of the original actors that was considered to play Scott Calvin, a.k.a. the Santa Claus that Tim Allen eventually ended up playing. So Kurt Russell ah. was, was was one of the original people to play that role way back in the day. Although that would have been interesting to see, I, I have to say I enjoyed Tim Allen as Santa Claus. Well, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think Tim Allen made those movies what they are today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it was better for Tim Allen to do those movies than it was for Kurt Russell to do these. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I do agree with you. I, I do agree with you. Uh, let's see here. In Christmas Chronicles, the elves speak Elvish. That is a that language was actually created by 
a um, language consultant, David J. Peterson. So it's like there's an actual cadence and rhythm to it. it they, they actually it's kind of like kind of like uh, Klingon. They actually wrote a language for the for the That's elves, awesome. rather than just being uh, just being generous and gibberish. gibberish. God, I can't speak today. <laughs> no, I mean that's awesome because those things tend to stick around for like years to come. Like, like, like you said, Klingon. You know, people actually learn the language Klingon because they actually created the language. Mm-hmm. You know, it's obviously it's not like a you know. I don't want to say it's not a real spoken language because there are real people that speak it. Yeah, <laughs> but it was one of those things that you know they went and put the time and effort into it and not just made up words and you know pieced it together from random movies and shows like oh i think this is what they mean you know like someone actually took the time and effort to put into that and i think that although sometimes it's overkill can help make um uh scenes better because it's mm-hmm. not just like oh, i'll just say whatever random will kind of type in something and it's like you know there is a dialect to it there is something that's kind of fluent through multiple scenes and multiple movies and that's actually really really cool yeah um, and honestly, that's that's about it. You know, I don't want to I don't want to ruin too much with 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 useless trivia facts. I just thought those those couple were pretty fun. <clears throat> so that is that is the Christmas Chronicles part one and two. Yes, until we get to the next one, Indeed. which I'm sure there'll be another one. I mean, they they <laughs> they've done a good role with it, and I think Netflix is enjoying it. They do um, they do well I'm, for Netflix, I'm sure. Yeah, so I, I'm sure we'll see another one. Uh, that being said, let's get into other recommendations for those who either have not seen the Chronicles but came, you know, followed us to the end anyway, or want other awesome Christmas movies. Because tis uh, the season, life. man. Tis, it is. Tis, it tis is. the season. So let's now, let's let's ramble it off, Jordan. What are our let's let's get five each. What are our five? Are our, oh. Let's go. Let's okay. go five. So I'm five, not even going to hit on Hallmark. Watch Christmas movies. There's, I mean, Hallmark already blows that list out of. the out of the well, park. I mean, if for those who watch like the Hallmark Christmas movies. movie network, like, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and there, there are some good mentions the on there. Um, so obviously I mentioned the Santa Clauses, all three. Um, I also mentioned the, uh, jingle all the way. Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's always was a go-to growing it's up. A good one. It's um, good one. and obviously the original Santa was always my favorite. I mean, two and three were also good, but I remember watching the original when I was younger and that was my rerun. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're gonna throw Elf in there because we've we've mentioned Elf multiple times. Elf is another great one. That's definitely on my list. Elf and the first Santa Claus are on my list. Yeah, yeah. I would say first Santa Claus, Jingle All the Way. Um, you got your Home Alones. Those are always classics. Home Alones on um, my list too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure people will argue, but you can always throw uh, Die Hard on that list. Die Hard's on my list too. <laughs> 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 I, I like throwing the lethal weapons in there. They're not technical Christmas movies, but if you follow the Die Hard scenario, yeah, they take yeah. place during Christmas, so they count too. Um, but when it comes to actual Christmas movies, and like I said, Hallmark's got a lot of them. And you know, over the years, my other half and family have always watched the Hallmark movies, so there's a lot of really, really good ones on there that I've enjoyed uh, over the years. Because I never thought I'd be a Hallmark Christmas movie watcher. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's Hallmark. I don't want to watch any of those. And then I'm like, okay, well, this one's good. Okay, yeah, this one's good. I like this one, too. It's like I said in the um, beginning. It's the exception that proves the rule. I mean, Christmas movies are are, are they're, they're not quote-unquote good movies, but they yeah. are good movies, mm-hmm. you know? And they just make you feel good. And and at the end of the day, that's kind of what it's all about. So. You know, I, And I don't know if this would be a top five, but just because I, I mentioned it earlier, Krampus. 
I mean, for those who want a different type Jesus of Christmas Christ. movie, <laughs> I mean, you have Krampus, um, <laughs> which looking back, I don't know what that movie classified as because it was a Christmas technically movie, I, but that's classified it wasn't, as a horror movie. Is what was it? It was a horror because I mean, the, the one I'm thinking of was more of a comedy than it was a horror yeah, movie. I think it was intended to be a horror movie, <laughs> but uh, God, God love it. <laughs> That's a horrible. That's a horrible movie. <laughs> but it really was. It was not the greatest movie. But since I mentioned it, I figured I'd throw it out there. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I mean there there's a lot of lot of good good Christmas movies, oh, yeah. and I'm sure if I had the time to go through all of them, I could give you a longer list. But yeah. like I said, Santa Claus, Jingle All the Way, uh, Home Alone, Elf. Those are like the top go to every year. Yeah, I would throw on. Grinch in there as well for me. Oh yeah, the Grinches. Grinches. Yeah. Grinches. Grinches like a must watch. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yes. Um, those are those are great ones as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Christmas is that that time. Sit down with family, I'll, watch I'll a movie. The, I was gonna say I'll have to throw this one out there because if I don't, my other half will. Uh, I'll never hear the end of it. Um, Prancer was always a go-to for her and her family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an older one, but it is a good one, and that's part of their tradition every year as they watch Prancer. Every year on Christmas, oh, not on Christmas, but during the Christmas holidays, that's a go-to. They at least watch it once every yeah. year, if not more. Um, usually, ho- uh, Home Alone and Santa Claus One are always my go-tos yeah. every year. Yeah. Um, now, are you a? Because I know some people, some people, this is a Halloween. Some people, this is a Christmas movie. But I mean, it, 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 it technically is both. Um, I'm <laughs> just, I'm just not a, I'm just not a fan of it. Um, but are you a Nightmare Before Christmas guy? Um, yes and no. I mean, I've seen them, but I'm, it's not like my go-to. Uh, like I know some people love watching Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I just I'm just um, not a Tim Burton fan personally. Yeah, I mean, I'm not huge on those types of movies. I mean, I I do enjoy that watching them from time to time, like especially if they're like on, but they're not go-tos for me. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I won't take any credit away from them. There, I think they were still good movies. Yeah. And I mean, it's, a, it's just a different style. Uh, but they're not my go-to movies. But that would be another good recommendation for those out there that like the Tim Burton movies and a different type of Christmas movie. Yeah. Because don't get me wrong, Christmas movies are awesome, and like you said, they're in a whole other ballpark. But sometimes you need a different Christmas movie to to kind of just give you a different perspective without mm-hmm. making all the movies blend together. It's true. It's so, true. Um, um, that that man, that's that's all I have. That's your list. Okay. Well, I would love to hear everyone else's list because i know there's tons and tons of of great christmas movies out there so please everyone let us know what movies you want yes um, so to be on your list uh and like i said hallmark movies i mean you could just say hallmark movies but if you have specifics <laughs> please let me know because like i said i do watch those and there are some really good ones out there um that's that's jordan's secret holiday joy is, is the hallmark films that's yeah, delightful. but I can't. Say, I, I can't. You know, I, I say this now because you know, obviously, I've watched them over the years. But the last couple of years, I've always been like, "Oh, Hallmarks. Oh, is it on? Oh, okay, I'll just watch it with you, no biggie." Oh, that's a good movie. That's, that's a good movie. God, I don't want to. I don't want to admit that I really like that. Movie. Oh, you have that's a Hallmark so channel again, man. Okay, this is a good movie too. <laughs> now it's just like, all right, do we have a Hallmark channel? Can we buy it? I'm like, what, yeah. what's going on here? Like, <laughs> where are the movies at? We need more. Oh, and it's man, funny. It's a slippery it. slope. You know, you fall down that rabbit hole over the years, and you just get stuck. <laughs> Well, 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you like what you listen to on this episode of Friday Films, the Christmas edition featuring Christmas Chronicles Part 1, Part 2, and several other recommendations for various other Christmas movies that Jordan and I enjoy, follow us on any social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Who Do Presents. As Jordan mentioned earlier, share your personal favorite Christmas list with us. Um, if there's anything we didn't mention let us know what you thought. We've been more than happy to watch it you know, next holiday season. It might be added to one of our permanent permanent list of Christmas movies going forward. Who knows? Uh, but just sure. share your thoughts with us. Share your thoughts with us on any social media at Hoodoo Presents. And ladies and gentlemen, until next time, from Eric, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Back to you, Jordan. What are we watching next week? Oh, you know what? That's probably a good thing to do. <laughs> I mean, well, granted, I'm enjoying the holidays, but I mean, instead of us taking a, a week off, I, I prefer to jump into the next one. <laughs> Sorry, I got excited for my uh, my Christmas dessert. I, I uh, know, I, I I see that. I was like, I'm looking at my watch, going, I gotta go, I gotta get Christmas dessert on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, yes, indeed. No, next week, uh, if, if you guys listened to last week's episode of, uh, of, of Gemini, Gemini Man, we threw you a curveball at the end where we were originally going to be doing a, um, the review of, of Irishman uh, with, a, with a recommended by a special guest that's going to be on. But then once we remembered, oh, crap, that's the Christmas episode. We, well, and uh, scheduling conflicts. And scheduling conflicts. <laughs> we're like, well, we're going to do this instead. Um, so as mentioned at the end of last week's episode, we are continuing next week with the Irishman. Um, again, viewable on Netflix, Netflix original, Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, insert, insert Long movie. actor here, three <laughs> hours and 40 some minutes. So strap in next week, ladies and gentlemen, which will be the first episode of Friday Films for 2021 featuring the Irishman. Yes. So with that, till next week, uh, we hope everyone enjoys their lovely holidays and let the credits roll. <laughs>